like you said, like Bay Area people got to find some weird hobby. Sorry, that's a bad joke. That's a bad joke. <laughs> Yikes. Weird hobby should not include dating underage girls. Never, ever, oh, ever. No. Welcome to Not Another Teen Drama, a podcast where we analyze the evolution of teen shows from the 90s until today. We're your hosts, Amy and Gina, and we're on a quest to watch the pilot episode of every teen drama. Today, we made it to the year 2020, and we will be discussing the pilot episode of The Wilds. The Wilds premiered on December 11th, 2020 on Amazon Prime and ran for two seasons. It follows a group of teenage girls who are left stranded on a deserted island after a plane crash. Have you seen the show before? Indeed, I have. <laughs> yeah. I actually I was, like... I was like, yeah, this is a show that Gina would have watched. <laughs> it's like really good, though. Like, I really liked it. Like, I was yeah. devastated when it got canceled. Aww. Devastated I, is an extreme word, but like... Yeah, I feel like I do remember seeing ads for this, and I was like, oh, this is a show that I should watch. But for some reason, I thought I didn't realize it was on Amazon. I thought it was like mm. on something I didn't have. So I was like, oh, oh I can't watch it. I think I also got it kind of confused with Yellow Jackets. <laughs> oh, yeah. It did come out around the same time as Yellow Jackets, I think. In a similar premise, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, teenage girls, like, stranded in the wilderness, like, trying to survive. So, like, yeah, it is very similar in that aspect. But, like, I've watched both shows, and it is, like, past that premise, they're, like, very different. Oh, okay. But, yeah, same vibes. Like, I think someone who, I mean, I think Yellow Jack is on Showtime, so it's a bit more, like, gory, I'd say, and a little Mm. bit scarier. And so Mm. I think, like, for the most part, people that like the wilds would also, like yellow jackets but if like the horror aspect is like not for you then maybe not yellow jackets oh, okay but the wilds is a bit tamer like the wilds it seems is more i say it seems as if i haven't watched it but it's more like psychological i guess like because the reveal at the end and it's kind of like yeah. oh like it's more like sociological i guess and then i mean not, yellow jackets is as well but there is like kind of a like mystical like paranormal aspect to it as well that isn't really in the wilds as much okay yeah 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 i mean i guess we'll get to the plot twist at the end but like i thought it was basically lord of the flies like teen girl edition right you know like that's like that's it like i was like oh they just got stranded and then they had to survive and then get out right that's kind of what it was like more advertised as i think Mm -hmm. Because you can't yeah. you can't advertise something with a twist. Like, yeah, that's a twist, true. Like, that would be bad. <laughs> right. Like, it's kind of like, I'm trying to think of what, oh, like, like, this is us. Like, the twist is like, oh, it's like different. It's like flashbacks. Like, they're doing oh, different. Right. Like, the, mm-hmm. for the pilot episode, you think they're all in the same timeline, but then it's revealed that it's like the parents and the kids. Like, yeah. All that. So. Yeah. So okay. it's like the plot twist is revealed at the end of the first episode. So it's not. Right. Like, crazy. At, like at the end of the season or something right i will say there is also like a reveal at the end of the season too oh, so okay. it is kind of like like it is also like very lost-esque where mm. lost they had a plane crash on an island and same premise in that way but it's like obviously there are adults in that one and then but the way the show is formatted is very similar because as we've seen this like the pilot episode focuses on leah and it kind of goes in between like flash forwards and flashbacks Mm -hmm. 
And it gives, like, Leah's background. And then, like, every episode in the first season follows a different girl. So, like, we get the same kind of information for each girl. And then Lost is the same. Like, each each episode surrounds a different character. Oh, okay. So So. that – and I, like, like that type of Mm -hmm. storytelling. I find it, like, more compelling. Yeah, I I like it, too. Because sometimes in ensemble casts, it's, like, you only know – like a few characters, but this one gives right. the background of like every single character, right? In a different episode. Yeah. And I think this is actually kind of, it's kind of interesting because like it kind of, you would think like Leah's the main character because like the pilot focuses on her, but I would say like as we get, I mean, I'll explain more as we get into it, but like I honestly think she's maybe the least compelling character out oh, of all okay. of them. But I think like, not to say she's not compelling, but I think the other characters are more compelling. Mm. And I think that kind of lines up with kind of what we've seen in teen dramas where the main character is a bit of like a blank slate. like kind of, And mm. so it's mm-hmm. kind of like they're a bit on the boring side because then you're able to experience all the other characters through them almost. And I don't think Leah's like, I mean, they literally call her boring in this episode. Uh, I think there are interesting things about her, but I think like other people have more compelling stories. Yeah. So you can kind of. And hers is pretty tropey, I think, too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you can like kind of put yourself in Leah's shoes Mm -hmm. and then just like, yeah, see how the other people interact. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. There wasn't like much. It got like pretty good reviews, like critically and audience. Like they were pretty good. And then it did get nominated for Outstanding Drama Series at the GLAAD Media Awards in 2021. So, like, the main thing that was called out as, like, like really good was they have a very diverse cast. And they, ha- they have, like, both Tony and Martha are Indigenous. So they have, like, a good amount okay. of Indigenous representation. Uh-huh. And they also have a lot of, like queer stories as well which we didn't get into in this episode but that could like that yeah uh, they're kind of like hinting at it in this episode i think yeah i'm curious to know like what you pick up on just because like i've seen it all so like i know what the different reveals are and i'm curious Mm. like what your predictions are so we'll get to that at the end and then we can talk spoilers if you know maybe depending on what because i don't want to spoil too much but (laughs) Uh, and i don't know how much you read because like wikipedia obviously yeah like i I did read like some stuff on wikipedia okay Yeah. Some things are kind of spoiled. Um, but. Yeah. But yeah, so I'll get into the character breakdown. Um, we have, uh, I guess I should start with Leah. Where's Leah? Okay. We have Leah Rilke, played by Sarah Pigeon. Wikipedia says she is one of the crash survivors and a romantic and obsessive loner from Berkeley, California. Yeah, so, some Bay Area <laughs> representation. Bay Area representation. We love it. We got a San Jose shout out in this episode. True. So hey. Then we have Fatin Jidmani, played by Sophia Ali. She is, again, one of the crash survivors and a rich and promiscuous cellist from Berkeley, California. So Fatin and Leah go to the same high school. And I don't remember exactly, but it seems to be like this like prestigious, like artsy yeah, high it's like school. Art. Like yeah. so it's Leah's kind of like, why am I here? I'm so boring. And I'm like, make yourself interesting. I don't know what to tell you. Seems like she's into like writing. Yeah, she's or like a poetry. Yeah, like a literature. Yeah. English major vibes. Yeah. Then we have Dorothy Dot Campbell, played by Shannon Barry, another crash survivor. 
and a tough Texan girl with wilderness survival skills who cared for her dying father. So we get like kind of a glimpse of this. Yes, we get like a a little glimpse of everyone's like backstory a bit. And then we really dig into Leah's this episode. Mm -hmm. So Fatten's was like, she's like sexually promiscuous or not. I don't want to say he's promiscuous, but like she's sexually like. Liberated. Liberated. That's how they said in the episode. Yeah. 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 So, so that's like her thing. It's like, um, and Leah's kind of narrating like, oh, it's hard to be, like, a girl in high school who's never had sex, but it's just as hard to be a girl that is sexually liberated. Like, you can't win. Right, like, yeah. Because, like, all the girls are kind of, like, opposites in some mm-hmm. ways. And then it's like, yeah, it's hard either way. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, teenage girls in high school, yeah. it sucks. And then we see that Dot is caring for her father, who we don't really know what's going on, but he has, what is it, a trach? A trach? Is that what it's called? In his throat? Oh, uh-huh. And yeah, so she's, like... like a- She's, like, nursing Double him and breathing stuff. breathing or something. Which yeah. is a lot for, like, a teenager, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then we have Shelby Goodkind, played by Mia Healy, another crash survivor, a beauty pageant queen from a conservative Christian family in Texas. So her and Dot go to the same high school. They obviously do not interact because Dot is very, like, like kind of, like, rough around the edges. And then Shelby's, mm-hmm. like, very, like, prim and proper, like, beauty queen. So, yeah, they're not friends. Then we have Martha Blackburn, who played Jenna Kloss, another crash survivor, a kind and optimistic animal lover from the Ojibwe Reservation in Minnesota. So her thing is that she's just, like, very sweet and yeah, has a she connection seems with animals. the nicest out of all the girls. Yeah. <laughs> and then her bestie is Tony Shalafoe, played by Irana James, another crash survivor. She's hot-headed and openly lesbian, is what Nukopedia said, which sounds <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's she's hot headed and gay, or her two traits, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she's also from Minnesota. They don't specify what tribe she's from, but like her and Martha, I guess maybe they don't have the same tribe affiliation, but they're both indigenous and from Minnesota, I'm pretty sure. And then we have. Rachel Reed, play Rain Edwards, another crash survivor, an uptight competitive diver from New York. And then her sister, Nora Reed, played by Helena Howard, another crash survivor, Rachel's fraternal twin, a quiet and intelligent girl from New York. And then we have Jeanette that I did not write down. Jeanette is like this kind of like quirky. Very, yeah, very positive, upbeat. Yeah, like bubbly girl. Yeah. And she's the only one who doesn't have a pair. Like, no yes. one knows her. Yeah, everyone's like, who's who's this? Yeah, and it's like, they're all on this plane because they're going to, like, a girl's retreat that all their parents sent them on. Yes. And then in the flash forwards, we have the FBI agents, which are interviewing the girls. So we have Daniel Faber, played by David Sullivan, a trauma psychologist who interviews the survivors after they are rescued from the island, and Dean Young, played by Troy Winbush, ostensibly an, ostensibly an FBI agent, also interviewing the survivors after they are rescued, and then he is the more sympathetic one. Then we have Gretchen Klein, who I Rachel Griffiths, who is the head of the Dawn of Eve. So the Dawn of Eve is like the the retreat they're supposed to be going on and so she gets like she they like watch like a welcome video on the plane and she's like hey everyone this is gonna be so fun 
<laughs> and then we have Jeffrey Galanis, who played Carter Hudson, an author who Leah has a brief relationship with due to his attraction to younger women. <laughs> this Wikipedia description is so weird. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I read that. And I was like, wait, is this like a reoccurring thing? Like for this character? But is he is know. he only in this episode? No, he no, oh, we, he, shows up. he he's for in the whole season. Oh, okay. um, so, yeah, I don't remember if like his thing is like, oh, yeah, he like, I don't know. It, it is and, and and i know that like the like like older man teenage girl like relationship is like very much a teen drama trope yeah i do think this is a bit more evolved i mean it's definitely more evolved than like pretty little liars <laughs> right where they know? end up together <laughs> um where they literally get married at the end it's definitely more evolved i i personally am not still not really a fan i'm kind of like is that really necessary to like add this type of storyline in like i feel like it's been done so many times before but i will say that like even in this episode we kind of it is a different take i'd say than than, than yeah most yeah i feel like yeah maybe it's a little bit more realistic at least for right. this episode but yeah i mean still still creepy but it's definitely creepy maybe realistic i don't i personally don't get the appeal of this man but you know we get into it <laughs> who knows i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's everyone from this episode and then we have like leah's bestie who like is pretty irrelevant in this episode and i didn't even catch his name so i didn't put her item down but yeah just her bestie from school <laughs> her best friend. who's yeah. not on the retreat because it's all girls because he's a boy Sorry. not allowed <laughs> yeah okay well we can get into the plot the FBI is interviewing Leah about how she and the other girls got stranded on a desert island. The girls were all going to the Dawn of Eve retreat. Leah's mom forced her to go to get out of her funk after a breakup. All the girls came in pairs except for Jeanette. After the plane crashed, Leah wakes up floating in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, so we start out with the FBI interview and then it's like Leah telling... Leah telling the FBI, like, kind of from the beginning what happened, and um, that's, like, how we get into the story. Basically, like, she gets on the plane, she's going on the plane after she breaks up with Jeffrey, or Jeffrey breaks up with her, I guess. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, emo she says she's emotionally devastated, and her mom's like, you gotta get out of your funk. But, like, obviously her parents, like, don't know that she was in a relationship with, like, a grown-ass man. yeah. I feel like they don't ask enough questions, maybe, yeah, and then they they ship very, her like, off. <laughs> yeah, they they seem very like uninvolved. They're just like, we don't know what to do with you, so you're gonna go on this retreat. Right. Like, hopefully, it fixes you. Bye. <laughs> Which is like so, like, like what? It, like it's so like the dawn of Eve is so creepy sounding. Like, like what does that even mean? <laughs> Right. It sounds, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like some, like, brainwashing, like, right. I don't know. Exactly. I'd be scared. Exactly. Like, what is this retreat? So, yeah, her mom thinks it's a good idea, I guess. And then she notices that, like, on the plane, they all come in pairs because, like, her and Fatten are in the same school. We have the sisters, the besties, and then Shelby and Dot are also from the same school. And then, like, Jeanette's there, and they're kind of like, Jeanette, like, how did you find out about this? Whatever. I mean, like... It, they do get eventually they get into like how they all found out about the retreat and that like they start to like piece together some things mm -hmm. but yeah it's like Jeanette is kind of the odd one out 
And then, yeah, so then when the plane crashes, they, like, Leah and Jeanette wake up in the water, and they're all kind of, like, in pairs, like, Shelby and Martha are nearby each other when they wake up, and then Tony and, I don't remember, like, there's, like, two or three people together when they wake up, and they're all kind of spread out. Right. And it is, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how a plane crash works, but. Yeah, it is interesting how they they show it, because, like, they're they're in the air, and then all of a sudden there's turbulence, and then next thing we know, they're, like, in the water. So right. we don't really see how the plane crash actually happened. Right. Like, like all their stuff is just, like, flown ar- like floating around them in the ocean. Yeah. I'm like, what happened to the plane? <laughs> like, right. what's going on? How did they get off the plane into the water? Right. Did the plane, like, split in half? I don't know. Right, like, were they ejected? Like, we just, like, don't know. And, like, even... Uh, Leah says, like, we all have a blind spot in between the turbulence and waking up on the island. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't know what happened. No one knows what happened, which is, like, yeah. kind of sus because, like, there's, what, there's, like, nine, eight, nine of them. Nine yeah. of them. And it's, like, no one remembers anything past, mm. like, the turbulence. That's weird. Yeah. I feel like you would remember that. And a lot of them, they weren't unconscious, right? Some of them. I don't know. Some of them seem to be, like, okay, you know? So, right, right. Yeah. It's not like they were all, like, almost dead and then right. woke up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, like... But it's also, like, very weird, like, how... If Leah... Because, like, we see Leah wake up and she's, like, floating on top of something. Like, how she's, like, would on she a surfboard. Get... I thought... I was, like, why should she No, I think it's on, like, a piece of the plane. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, yeah, why... How did she get there? Like... Yeah. Would you... If you were unconscious, wouldn't you just drown? Like, I don't understand how she's, like, you know. No, no. I feel like you, usually, like, you would get, like, pushed by the waves onto the shore, which I think some of the some of the girls are on the island. Right. Right. But, like, yeah, she's just, like, floating on a, yeah, piece of the plane. Right. And, then and also, yeah. Jeanette's also floating on a piece of the plane. Right. Like, yeah. How did they get Also, there? like, where's the pilot? Where's the flight attendants? Like. Yeah, they're all, like, relatively okay, except for Jeanette, who has, like, internal bleeding from like right. hitting something i guess but like none of them are like severely injured right so yeah you would think the pilot would also be okay right right so because like so yeah assuming they're okay it means the pilot was able to like maybe safely crash the plane you know what i mean like a sully on the hudson situation but then like the pilot and the flight attendants are like nowhere to be seen so it's kind of like what's going on mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a very interesting situation, but I, I don't think it's like interesting how they like portray all of the girls, like meeting all of them. Mm-hmm. Like some of them are, I guess, I guess no one's like super happy to be there except for maybe Jeanette. Right. They're all kind of like upset that their parents forced them to go on this weird retreat. Right. And it's also kind of interesting because, like, ov- it's a bit obvious that, like, Leah's parents, Fatten's parents, Shelby's parents, like, obviously paid for this trip. But then it's, like, we don't get, like, like the, the little bits that we see, it's kind of, like, could Dot, Dot doesn't seem to have, like, a wealthy family. So, mm. like, how did she afford to come? You know, like, yeah. they're all from very different backgrounds. So it's kind of, like... Yeah, were they? How did they find this retreat? Were they chosen? Like, what's going on? Yeah, it's it's like a very small retreat. Also, there's only nine girls, and then aren't 
they're like taking a private plane to Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that must be expensive. <laughs> right. And they're not from the same place either because it's like two are from Berkeley, two are from New York, two are from Texas, two are from, they're from all over the U.S. Yeah. So it's kind of like, how did they all end up in the same place? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. In a flashback, Leah hangs out with her best friend at school. She thinks she is painfully boring to be in Berkeley. Fatten is the most basic girl at school, but she is a cellist virtuoso. Leah is reading an assigned book for school, and her friend tells her that the author is coming to the school to speak since he is an alumna. Yeah, Leah's like, <laughs> I'm so boring because <laughs> I don't have dyed hair. <laughs> right. She's very, like, typical protagonist yeah. energy. Yeah. And then her friend's like, oh, that's what makes you interesting is that you're like boring. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're the most norm core person here, except for maybe Fatten because she's like the like typical like girly girl, you know. But yeah, it's just like, woe is me. I mean, like <laughs> Berkeley is like, I guess, like a weird place. Like, it's you know, it's known for being right. very, very liberal, you know, people protesting and like. It was, like, a whole thing. It's, like, UC Berkeley, like, like has doesn't have, like, gendered bathrooms. And, like, it's all co-ed. And it's, like, they're so progressive and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I know very normal people that went to Berkeley. Like, not everyone in Berkeley is, like, so wild and crazy. Right. I guess so it's, hurt. like, I think it's funny. Yeah. I guess, I guess they're also at, like, an artsy school. So That's true. It's probably amplified. Right. That's but, fair. Yeah, it. It's funny. I saw this TikTok because it was like, oh, in the Bay Area, everyone has like weird hobbies mm. or like, you know, like, I don't know, like glass blowing or, oh, okay, <laughs> or like okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. pottery. Pottery's not that weird, but, you know, like there's like random, a lot of random hobbies. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, because when I lived like elsewhere, like all the things that made me unique were like, oh, going to concerts or like, oh. You know, like Interesting. doing th- different things. And then she was like, oh, but when I moved to the Bay Area, like everyone already did that. So to right. be unique, yeah. you have to do something like else. Right? Yeah, you can't yeah, just like, have like a normal hobby of like running or right. you know, yeah, surfing have, or something. You have to have something else. Cause yeah, that's funny. Everyone yeah, has the same hobbies. Because so, you know. yeah, it's like, oh, I like music. Well, I like music too. Everyone likes music. Like, what do you yeah. mean? Or like, I like traveling. It's like, yeah, everyone likes traveling. Right, okay. right. What are your hobbies? <laughs> traveling. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I like food. I'm a foodie. I'm like, okay, yeah. Every, yeah Bay Area is known for their food. Like, you gotta, you gotta step it up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm like, it's actually kind of true because a lot of people have weird hobbies, I would say. Yeah. I know a lot of people are like into climbing. Yeah, climbing is very but popular. That's like a yeah. big thing. And yeah, surfing as well, like, because we're like close to the coast. Pot pottery i guess yeah like ceramics crochet crochet having a podcast (laughs) having a podcast (laughs) no i feel like having a podcast is so basic now yeah yeah but it's like they're like weird hobbies but then since everyone started doing them then they're not like weird anymore right i still think glass blowing is kind of weird i don't know where you would do that i think there's places you could do it oh okay 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 yeah let's go boston Glass blowing, I guess. Line dancing. Line dancing. <laughs> true. Maybe that's weird because that's like a, I feel like a country thing. That's true. Yeah, I think there's less, less of that here. Yeah, and then so we've learned out that like Fountain's like 
they say a chalice virtuoso, which I'm kind of like, what, why are we using uh, weird words here? Like, <laughs> protege. Just, yeah, like, hello. But from, like, other things that she says this episode, it seems like her parents are, like, very tough and, like, it doesn't seem like she enjoys, I mean, we don't see her playing the cello, but it doesn't really seem like she's, like, passionate about the cello in yeah. any way. Yeah. So. And then we really pretty much get to Leah's main storyline, which is, like, she's reading this book that I feel like, I mean, they don't, like, really tell us what it's about necessarily, but the vibes it's giving is, like, fake deep. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Like, like, because the best friend is, like, he describes wallpaper for 12 pages. And she's like, well, it's actually a metaphor. And it's like, is it, though? Like, it's giving, like, Hazel and Augustus from The Fault in Our Stars and, like, Hazel being obsessed with that, like, book. That, like, you know what I'm saying? Oh. She's, like, a, that book. And it's, like, it's, like, is it a, is it a pipe? Whatever that is. It's, like, no, it's a picture of a pipe or whatever that is. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Like, yeah, the picture that says this is not a pipe. And it's a picture right. of the pipe. Because it's a picture of but a pipe. It's like, it's not a pipe because it's actually a picture. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, it's like right. giving that vibe. Like, okay, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. sure. Like, I guess so, but okay. But yeah, she like becomes obsessed with the book. And then the friend is like, well, he's actually going to speak here. And then she's like, ooh. But like, when we see this man, like, I guess maybe it's because he's like an older, like, quote, like, wiser man, I guess. I don't know. He's probably like in his mid 20s. Yeah. But like, he, he, there's nothing special about him, in my humble opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I f yeah, Leah's, she's kind of relatable. I feel like, you know, like, when we're in high school and we're, like, all into Tumblr and stuff. Right, right, you right. You know, like, so, like, any of that kind of, fake like, deep was, like, very right, appealing. Right, 100%. You know, I was like, wow, people are so smart, you know, coming up with, like, random, like, two-line right. poetry. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, people were so quick to simp for a mediocre white man. yeah. Which yeah. is what this man is. And of course, like, and he's he, so quirky because he doesn't have a smartphone. Yeah. And I think, like, any attention, you know, right. for her is, like, you know, it's, like, very welcomed. Like, because no right. one pays attention to her. Because she's, like, right. nor normie, I guess. Yeah. And I, I'm going to, I'll be clear that, like, I in no way blame Leah for any of this. She's a teenage girl. Like, at the beginning of this, she's a 16-year-old teenage girl. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, you know is like desperate for attention, desperate to fall in love, you know, and she's like willing to put herself out there. So like, I can't, you know, place any blame there. And then we haven't got to it yet, but it's obviously the man's fault for. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But, everything. Yeah. Everything. Even though she ends up blaming her, which I'm like, fuck you guy. No. Like, hello. On the plane, Shelby starts an icebreaker with all the girls. Turbulence hits and everyone reacts except Leah. In a flashback, Jeffrey speaks at Leah's school and she offers to drive him to the hotel after. After the crash, Leah notices Jeanette is injured and they all have a blind spot from the from right before the crash. Leah brings Jeanette to shore and Dot does CPR. Yeah, so Shelby thinks it's a good idea to do an icebreaker and Jeanette says, well, it's play Never Have I Ever. And they're all like, that's kind of intense. Like, we don't really know each other. So Shelby just like pairs off everyone and they just, like, talk about who they are or whatever. Which, like, honestly, like, I know, like, I feel like I, if I wasn't there, I would be really annoyed by Shelby. 
but like as a teenager i probably would have been like oh like why do you want to make me do this yeah but like as an adult i'm like she's like like you know i'm looking at that i'm like wow like she's actually like wants to get to know these girls you know yeah and as far as an icebreaker goes that's that's pretty tame tame yeah Yeah. like never have i ever i'd be like "Mm, come on (laughs) right right i think i would react the same way but like this is just like talking to someone new you know like one-on-one that's not a big deal yeah um, um, except for yeah. yeah leah she's like no i'm too busy reading this book for like the millionth time and i cannot and, be bothered and it's to like annotated anyone. by jeff yes. so like she sees his little notes in there gag yes. okay <laughs> <laughs> and then we find we find out one of shelby's secrets her teeth are fake yeah she has um, like two two missing teeth so. yeah which i find I mean, like, I guess it's supposed to kind of be ridiculous because, like, I i mean, I guess I don't know a lot of people, but, like, I have met, like, multiple people that have either were born with missing teeth, you know, they had to get a tooth pulled, and they have a retainer that has yeah. the fake teeth my, in it. My sister so, actually does have a missing tooth, like, in mm. her bottom teeth. It's just because it, like, never grew in. Right. Like, that's, like, more it's common like, than you'd think. I don't think anyone, like, notices either. Right. Well, it's on, I've, it's on I've the bottom, but, it. like, yeah, yeah, I don't... I don't think it's a big deal for her. Right. But I mean, yeah, Shelby is like a, a pageant girl. So right. like, you know, image is everything. Yeah. So I think it's really the like culture like that she grew up in, in like Texas and the pageant scene and all that makes sense why she like feels like self-conscious about it. But like when she, she's talking to Martha in this like icebreaker and like, I'm just thinking like, there's no way Martha would care. Like she'd be like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like right. everyone in like a non-pageant context would most likely be like, oh, I mean, you were born without teeth. You have a retainer that replaces them. Cool. Like go yeah, wash your like, retainer oh, if you need to. But like, not something yeah. to judge you over. Right. Exactly. So it's like, but that's like, like her react. It's like a whole like reveal that like Martha's like, oh, you have cake stuck in your teeth. And then she's like, oh, excuse me. And then goes and like pulls out her retainer. And it's like, <gasps> she's ugly. She has missing <laughs> <No>. teeth. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Yeah. And then we see how like Leah and Jeffrey meet. Like, the yeah, he, I don't know how old he is. He must be like around 30. He's, like, know. wrinkly. Like, this man <laughs> is old. I mean, I don't know. Like, because, like, 30 seems insane to me because she's 16. That means he's, like, double her age. I was thinking yeah. he used to be more, like, 25, 26. Yeah, at, le- at least mid-20s. At least say. mid-20s. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's an I alumni, feel- but, yeah, he, he wrote I mean, a book. And then- obviously, they didn't go to, like, school together. It's not like he's, like, 19 and, like, just graduated right. last year. Yeah. But I'm kind of like... He must be out of college, I, too. I feel like they should have made him, like, 22, 23 to make it a bit more realistic. Because I'm like, why is she into this old man? Common. Really? That old? I'm like, I, I can't I do know. a 30-year-old. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Even now, I'm like, yeah, 30. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but I guess it's like, it's like, oh, like, I hate my parents, like, blah, blah, blah. I want to date, like, a real adult type of thing. So yeah. I guess I Or, I like, he understands it. me because I read his book and, like, right. the book is relatable to me. Right. Which is concerning on multiple levels. <laughs> right. And, like, yeah, like, why? And then, like, the uh, the teacher is supposed to give Jeffrey a ride to his hotel. And she's like, oops, I can't do it. Like, 
And she asked like, right. the students to drive him home. I That's was, like, so inappropriate, dude. That's so inappropriate. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, Leah drives him back to his hotel, but she, like, wants to hang out with him more. So she's like, let's get dinner. Yeah. And, of course, he says yes. I'm like, you should have said no. What a creeper. I thought she was going to be like, oh, well, if you need, if you, if, if you're hungry, like, there's a place on the corner that's really good or something to give him, like, a wreck or something. Uh And then he would have been like, oh, do you want to join me? And then she would have been like, yes. But it's like. I don't know, like almost worse. Cause like, like she like offers it. And then he says, yes, like he had an out. Like he could have been like, no, I'm going to go to bed. Right. But like, you can tell that he likes her already. Ugh. You yeah, know? I know. And I'm like, mm, weird. And then, yeah. yeah. And he has this like stupid flip phone. Cause he's God. like, I don't want to buy another iPhone. He's like, I'm not like other girls. I like being unplugged from the world. Yeah, he's like, oh, I can't call an Uber because I don't have a smartphone. (laughs) I was like, okay. Okay, dude. I didn't realize that was the reason he needed a ride. It's like, have someone else call an Uber for you. That's how Uber works. Yeah. Jeez. I don't know. I hate this man with a deep in my bones. A weird, weird man. (laughs) (laughs) And then back on the island... We see that Leah notices that, like, Jeanette's injured. She's like, oh, shoot. Like, we got to get her to shore. And then, like, dot, dot, start, dot starts doing CPR because she's not breathing. So they assume it's, like, you know, an injury from the crash. But Leah doesn't think it's that bad. Yeah, but, but we, we do yeah. see, like, bruising, like, down yeah. by her hips. Like, and mm-hmm. it looks pretty bad right but yeah but she wakes up and she's like okay right and then yeah there's like a big big thing about like cell phones because like everyone's like oh we gotta call for help and then like Jeanette's phone is like in her suitcase and it's like ringing pink yes yes Um, when they're in the water yeah 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 yeah, when they're in the water and so Leah's like oh I'm gonna go call for help but then she like drops the phone into the ocean Right. Sad. Also, like, I find it so interesting that pink is like a through line throughout this episode because like the like Jeanette's ringtone is like Raise Your Glass by Pink. And then when they're in the car, Jeff and Leah, like he like opens her glove box and like finds like old like mix CDs. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, like pink. And they're like, Oh wow, like pink is like so iconic and like timeless. And it's like such an interesting conversation because like I mean, I like pink as much as the next person. Yeah. But I would never describe her as, like, timeless. Like, Raise Your Glass is very, like, 2010 like of or whatever. Era, yeah. It's, like, of an era, which like, is fine. People, I mean, like, if you heard it these days, it would be, like, a throwback. You wouldn't just be randomly right. listening to it, probably. Right. And I do think there are artists that are timeless. I just, like, wouldn't say pink is one of those. And there's not a problem with that. But, yeah, but it, yeah it's, it's interesting how they picked pink to be the like right. singer for this episode which, like, which i do give them props is like that is a choice i would not have guessed also like, a bit confused about like when this is set is this set in 2020 or is this set like oh. earlier no i think it is set in 2020 okay yeah, because i think that's like, why 
they say like oh pink is timeless it's like an old mix cd right so like if she's say she's like a high school junior in 2020 and like 10 so like she's like 16 and say it's an old mix cd so like when she was like 10 she had like a mix cd with like pink on it like that makes sense right yeah it's interesting that Jeanette also loves pink yeah yes yeah I don't know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. In a flashback, Leah takes Jeff to dinner and he asks to see her again. She gives him her number. They start texting and she tells him she is turning 18 soon. After her birthday, she goes to his place and she loses her virginity to him. On the island, Jeanette wakes up and apologizes to Leah. Dot finds her phone and buries it in the sand to dry it out. Shelby says they need to track their resources and goes with Tony to look for water. Yeah, so back to Leah and Jeffrey. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, she she like does like the flirty move of like taking his cell phone and putting her number in it. She's like, call me anytime. Yeah, she's like, could this even take contacts? Like, it's a flip yeah, phone. Yeah, like, I don't know how to use a flip phone. <laughs> well, yeah, it must be 2020 because they have smartphones, right? I mean, I guess, I mean, smartphones were existed before 2020, but you know right. what I mean? But yeah. Like, it's yeah. weird for him to have a flip phone. And I feel yeah. like if it was like 2015, it wouldn't be as weird. Right, that's true. Not not as weird because like yeah. I had a flip phone in like 2014, so like that's true. That's true. So yeah, it is like very out of place that he has a flip phone. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it makes sense that she wouldn't know how to use it because she's like 16, so she probably grew up with a right smartphone. Right, but but then he texts her like, "I want to kiss you." Yeah, before before she says that she's gonna turn 18. He, he right. texts this like before, and I'm like, dude, like you know she's in high school. Why are you texting her that? Like heck? even if she was 18, that's still gross. Yeah, and she act. I feel like when she talks to him, like she acts very young. Like you can tell she's young. Yeah, like, in what she says. So I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, you're being weird. Right. It's just like Wikipedia says he's an interesting young girls. Yeah, that's so weird. Probably because like. <laughs> Older people are like, like mm, you're like fake deep, <laughs> you know. Like you out. said, like Bay Area people got to find some weird hobby. Sorry, that's a bad joke. That's a bad joke. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> weird hobby should not include dating underage girls. Never, ever, oh, ever. No. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And then she's like, "Oh, I'm turning 18 in two weeks." And so then, like, she goes over to his place, and he's like, happy belated birthday, like, oh, wow, and then she loses her virginity, and she's like, wow, like, I thought my losing my virginity story would be so boring, and you, I would have never believed that this was how it would happen, and it's like, girl, no, like, it's better to, if it would have been boring, you know, like, yeah. at least it would have been legal. <laughs> right, and it's like, yeah, it's probably because, like, he has a lot of experience because he's old. <laughs> right. Which, you know? like, I understand why she thinks it's exciting. Like, I get it. Like, I'm like, oh, like, you know, it's a mm-hmm. very eventful, like, it's, like, a crazy story to sh- tell your friends, whatever. But right. I know, like, when she's, like, 26, looking back at that, she's going to be like, oh, fuck. Like, like that's, what the heck? That's this creepy. Because, like, I mean, like. like, I've definitely looked back at, like, times when I was, like, younger and, like, older guys had, like like hit on me or something and i was like oh wow like this is so exciting and now looking back i'm like ew what was his deal like get out of here yeah yeah i mean like it wasn't 
like I did hear of like some girls when I was in high school, like dating older guys. Yeah. And I I thought I was like, oh, scandalous because like they're older. But I wasn't like scandalous. Oh, illegal. Right. <laughs> no. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, was like, like, I was like, oh, crazy. But yeah. But now I'm like, wow, that should not have happened. Right. 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 Oh, gosh. That's just like. Dang. Being a teenage girl. So tough. So tough. It really is. It is your own living hell, as Leah says. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. Back on the island, Jeanette wakes up and apologizes to Leah. And she's like, don't apologize to me. Like, uh, girl, like, you almost died. Like, why are you apologizing? Yeah. We will soon find out what she's apologizing for. Yeah, that was very weird. I was like, apologizing for what? Yeah. Dot finds her phone, buries it in the sand. And also, like, we get a bit, like, here and there, we get bits and pieces from Nora. We're like... Nora is just, like, spewing, like, random facts out. Like, she's not, like... Like, she doesn't, like, necessarily, like, critically think or, like, process things. She just, like, spews out facts. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Like, with the CPR, like, she's just, like, saying things. Like, 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 Dot's, like, trying to help Jeanette. And then she's, like, actually, you can do CPR too fast. It's, like, that's not really helpful in the situation. You know, like, just because you read an article about CPR doesn't mean, like it's helpful and then for the phone thing like dot's like oh like do you think it'll work if i put my phone in the sand to like dry it out she's like i did read an article about alternatives to rice to like dry out your phone and sand was one of the alternate alternates and it's like okay like she's just like a bit like yeah she it feels like it's not like a complete thought (laughs) right yeah yeah She, she like doesn't say anything about herself or yeah, like her ideas or anything. It's just yeah, it's just like right. facts. And it is kind of like weird. Her and God, what's her, Rachel's dynamic? So Rachel's like a competitive diver, and then Nora's kind of just like a bookish, quiet girl. Um, and like we do see a bit of their dynamic on the island because like Rachel like, starts throwing up after the crash, and Nora's like, oh, like, do you feel better? Like, what can I do to help? Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, Rachel just, like, starts yelling at her. Right. And Nora's, like, like, the, the their dynamic is very, like, like, Rachel's very aggressive towards Nora. Mm-hmm. And I think Nora's intentions are good, but they just, like, don't have a good, like, sister relationship. And then Rachel asked, like, what did you tell our parents? And then Nora said, oh, I was worried about you. I thought you wanted a break. And then Rachel's like, it's your fault that we're here, basically. Right. It's just, um, like, a not a great sibling dynamic. Yeah. And I thought at the beginning that Nora was, like, the younger sibling. Mm. But they're actually twins. Right. right? Yeah. So that's, like, a different dynamic. Um, like, yeah. And... Yeah, and, and I guess they're, like, alluding that Rachel is bulimic. Right, like She's, yeah. like, throwing up, and then um, Nora, I guess Nora told their parents, maybe, and then that's what sent them on this trip. Yeah, but it is also a wild thing to be, like, we just got in a plane crash. I think Rachel is throwing up because of her bulimia, which is, like, a wild thing, because it's, like, there are much more reasonable explanations to why someone would throw up after they crashed a plane, like stress, trauma, motion sickness, fear. Yeah. Like there's so many things going on where it's like, oh no, her eating disorder is acting up. And it's like, yeah. I don't know if that's <laughs> logical to and think, you know? At, at first, I thought she was like coughing up blood. 
Mm. Like I didn't realize like she was like throwing up and then mm. and then like but we did see earlier that she was like eating cake before they crashed right. because yeah. she, like she was like measuring out the cake right. because she doesn't want to eat too much but then like when she thinks they're going to die like she starts eating a lot of cake like right, right before it crashes so so I'm like okay it like makes sense that she got like sick because she was, she was right, like, eating she's not a lot of cake right before like much. they fell into the ocean she probably drank water and then you know right threw it up right but yeah yeah it's weird that Nora would be like oh you're like throwing up because you don't want to gain weight right now right it's like mm, that's <laughs> it's like, not that's not well. the most pressing issue at the moment yeah um yeah and then Shelby speaks up and is like because there's like like kind of a what am I trying to say like uh they're trying there's like a bit of a fight for power like we're starting to see which like personalities are coming out and like who's kind of taking charge and stuff and so Shelby says we need to track our resources we only have eight diet cokes like that's not enough to feed us so like I need to Mm -hmm. go out to see like kind of get a lay of the land and so she's like okay i'm gonna go out there and then tony's like really really rude to her like she's like really mean to her because like Mm -hmm. i think tony's like i wouldn't say like intimidated but like shelby obviously grew up very like affluent and like tony didn't so it's kind of like uh she's you know she's like oh i don't want to associate with like a rich girl basically but martha really likes shelby and martha and tony are best friends so martha is wearing like tiva sandals and she's like offering them to shelby because she's gonna be walking through the forest or whatever and Shelby's like, wow, Martha, you're so nice. And then I think Tony, and Tony says, I'll go with you because I think she wants to, like, she doesn't want Martha and Shelby to, like, like, she doesn't want Shelby to replace her, basically. Right. Yeah. And she's trying to, yeah, get a feel for what Shelby's up to. Right. Which it seems like she's just trying to be helpful. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't um, think she has any bad intentions. Right. Exactly. And yeah, they do need to find water because they're going to die out there. Yeah, you can only survive on Diet Coke for so long. Yeah. (laughs) Dot finds Fatten's suitcase, which is undamaged from the crash. Shelby and Tony search for water and Shelby starts praying. Tony hits her with a branch and Shelby falls down a hill. They walk back to camp without finding water. In a flashback, Jeffrey breaks up with Leah because someone sent him her birth certificate and he knows she lied about being 18. We did it. Okay. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Fatten's suitcase is like undamaged, which is like wild. Her parents bought her a thousand dollar waterproof suitcase, which is like, okay, same. But obviously she's rich. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like her, her parents bought her like this really, really expensive suitcase, right? Yeah, but it is nice because they were able to share her clothes. Like, they at least have one suitcase full of clothes that are dry. So that's good for survival, you know? Mm -hmm. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, and then Shelby and Tony are searching for water. Shelby start Well, Shelby's saying, let's be quiet and listen for water. And then she starts praying, and Tony says, stop praying. You said to be quiet. And, And Shelby says... Well, actually praying opens up your senses, which I haven't ever heard because I feel like, I mean, I probably had a similar, you know, Christian teaching to Shelby growing up. I mean, she was in Texas, so it might be a little bit different because I'm in California, but I've never heard that, that praying opens your senses. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a thing that people say. (laughs) I mean, I guess you could like pray for like. Pray to open up your senses. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) 
But yeah, if you're like trying to listen, it's probably best to like pray inside your head, maybe. This, this is true. Out loud. This is true. But Tony is like really annoyed with her and like hits her with a branch. Yeah. Basically. And then Shelby also does something weird. She's like, oh, I need to pee. Mm-hmm. Can you turn around? And then she like pees right in front of Tony. Like, but, like, like she Tony's didn't like go. turned around. But yeah, I was like, what? Like in the wilderness, wouldn't you like go behind a, like a tree or something? Behind a tree, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, also if you're like peeing right next to someone, like I'm like you're gonna step in the pee. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's kind of gross. Like, well, at least you know, honestly, walk away like a little bit. We know that Tony is well acquainted with pee, so <laughs> right. she might not care that much. You right. know, but I was like, that is so interesting that she like she just like squats like right in front of her, and I was like, yeah, that what? is weird. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that might be foreshadowing, but I won't say Ooh. anything. <laughs> but yeah, so Shelby falls down a hill, but <laughs> and then they walk back and Shelby's like, I need my own space. I'm going to walk back alone or whatever. So they walk back and then Martha sees that she has like a cut on her head and she's like, oh, what happened? And Shelby's like, oh, pff, I just ran into a tree. Silly old me. And like she like covers for Tony. Yeah. And so Shelby's like being like a very nice, she's a much nicer person than I would have been. But, like, I also acknowledge that, like, Shelby, like, antagonizing Tony more and, like, causing a riff in the group is not going to help them survive. Right. So, like, Shelby is being very right. smart in her interactions, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. It seems like Shelby's, like, the most... Level-headed. Level-headed, yeah. Like, she's, like, actually, like, thinking things through. Right, <laughs> you know, like, right, right. How are we going to survive here? Yeah. And then Jeffrey breaks up with Leah because he got sent her birth certificate. I was like, how did someone get her birth certificate? Wait, that, I had forgotten that because I, in my memory, he was sent her driver's license, which makes way more sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. But yeah, a birth certificate is wild because the only people that would have access to that would be like her parents. So maybe her parent, and this is me like honestly, because I don't remember what happens. Like maybe her parents did find out about it, and then that's what they did, and then sent her to the camp or to the retreat or whatever because they knew. But it seemed like they didn't know. Maybe they're good actors. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But who else would have access to her birth certificate? That's insane. Yeah, that is that's very weird. Well, like I assumed that it was her friend because like her mm. friend knew. Like it seems like her friend like likes her, and then he knew yeah. that she was like starting to talk to right. this guy. Yeah, but how would he access her birth certificate? I guess he I could like go to I her house. Know. Maybe they're like really close friends, and then he like went over to the <laughs> to her house and like searched through the the documents. Right, I, I guess maybe. But yeah, so it. basically, like, Leah turned 17 on her birthday, not 18. And so, like, somehow Jeffrey turns it on her. Also, like, this man's named, I, I, he has a new name. I don't like the name Jeffrey. Like, no. But he turns it on her somehow and is like, I'm breaking up with you because you lied to me. This is your fault for lying about being 18. I would have, like, I, it's basically implying, like, I kind of, like, would have seen you if you didn't lie by your age, which is, like, worse? Like, I don't even, like, it's yeah. all bad. But, like. Yeah. And he he's, like, mostly worried because he's, like, oh, I'm going to go to jail if anyone finds out. You know, right. he's, like, not worried. Or, like, you know, he's 
it's not because of like like it's her, a bad thing. It, it, it's saying. not it's even like, like it's because yeah. he like doesn't want to go to jail. Right. It's not because it's like an immoral thing or like gross. It's like oh no, it's illegal. Like I'm gonna go to jail. And so like it's basically like oh if I wasn't gonna go to jail, I would still date you kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Which like my guy. Uh, like, what, what a weirdo. Like he, weird behavior. Yeah, no, I'm like, you pursued her like when she was in high school. So like you knew you knew like she wasn't that old, you know? <laughs> it's not like it's not yeah. like it should be such a big surprise. Okay. Yeah, it's not like it's not like you met her at a bar and then she lied about her age. Yeah. But still, it's all bad. She looks young. Dude, mm-hmm. you got like r- mad wrinkles. Like <laughs> come on. Yeah. Go find somebody else, please. Truly. On the island, Dot's phone turns on, but none of the calls go through. The phone dies, and then Jeanette collapses and also dies. <laughs> poetic, poetic parallels, I don't know, something. They bury Jeanette and sing Raise Your Glass by Pink. They play Never Have I Ever and then go to sleep. Leah hears a phone ring while everyone sleeps and finds it in Jeanette's pocket. She calls Jeff, but the phone dies. Gretchen is notified that Jeanette is dead, but still wants to continue the experiment. Dun, 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 dun. Right. So, yeah, they do have a phone, and everyone's like, okay, think of someone that you know their phone number and also someone that will pick up. Right. And I think only like Fatten's call goes through. Like, mm-hmm. all, the, all the other ones are like dead. Like, right. they don't go through at all. And hers yeah. rings, and then all of a sudden, the phone dies. Yeah. And they can't get through to anyone. Which is sad. And then it's like, at the same time the phone dying, Jeanette collapses. Yes. And it's like, well, shit. Like, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in all of these, like, teen survival stories like there's always like a character who dies you know always like they never all get out alive like someone has to die yeah that's true um it's like a like uh what was it the society that we also watched oh yeah like the a character like dies right in the first episode and then it's like oh this is real you know we're not playing but that one is also wild because like she was murdered. Like that that was wild. Yeah. And then yeah, that's worse. um this one she they're it's like unknown. Like they assume it's from the plane crash. But yeah, they like bury her and they do they sing like Raise Your Glass, which is like was Jeanette's ringtone, which like I mean I mean is objectively like like weird but like it makes sense in context like it's such a right. like it's such a weird thing to sing a pink song at a funeral <laughs> but like it makes sense in context that's the only thing they knew about her right was that she liked yeah. pink so mm-hmm. it like makes sense um it also kind of makes sense that it's just like it was a song that they would have lyrics to you know like because mm-hmm. even i was like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like i was like oh wait yeah, i kind of remember the song yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, it's, like, funny when Leah, like, starts singing, and then the other girls are kind of like, why are you singing that song? Yeah. And then she's like, like, oh, like, Jeanette liked Pink. And they're like, oh, yeah. 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 And then they all start singing. Yeah, and then they play Never Have I Ever. 
for Jeanette because Jeanette wanted to play it earlier and they get a bit spicy. Mm. Um. So yeah, and then uh, Leah reveals to Fatten that like she like slept with Jeffrey, which gross. But then Leah wakes up in the middle of the night, hears the phone ringing, goes to Jeanette's pocket. She's like, why would Jeanette not tell us about this phone? Like, why did she have another phone that was on? Like, what the heck? She grabs the phone. The only, like, that's insane to me that the only number she knows is Jeff's because like, you don't know your parents' number? Like, that's weird. Yeah. Weird behavior. I feel like as a child, my mom was like, okay, you have to memorize these numbers. Right. You know, like at least your home phone number. Right. And then probably, like, your parents' numbers. Right. Like, but she yeah. she only knows Jeff's phone number because she never saved Jeff's contact in her phone. Right. That was a weird thing, too, because I was, like, she's, like, you know, a girl really likes a guy when she doesn't put his name in her phone. I was, like, is that true? I've never heard this. No, I feel like I only don't save someone's phone number if, like, I'm, like, not sure about them, you know? I'm, like, will I keep talking to this person or, like, will they just go right. away? Right. If I'm, like, very into them, I would save their name. Yeah. Well, it'd be, like, first name of the guy and then, like, where I met them. So it'd be, like, (laughs) Jeff Bumble. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, put it in their, like, company. You know how it's, like, company on the bottom? Right, 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 right. John Hinge. Right. (laughs) Like. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess if, if you didn't want... Like, I guess if you're a teenager and, like, you don't want anyone to know who you're texting, like, you wouldn't save their name, maybe. I like, guess Because, like, true. if your parents were, like, why are you texting Jeff all the time? Then right. they'd be, like, who's this guy? But then I feel like if, like, your parents found your phone and you were texting an unknown number, they would think you were, like, buying drugs or something, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like the solution is to put, like, your friend's name. So like, it's, like, a, yeah, I like would put, like, name. Amy... Instead of, like, the guy's name. So then that they saw, oh, Gina's texting Amy. Right. I mean, then they might think I'm dating you, but, like, at least that's less <laughs> weird than, like, a stranger. Right. An older man. Right. I feel like, uh, yeah, like, a nickname or something. Mm, like, n- initials, common. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I was like, Leah, what are you talking about? <laughs> but I was like, Leah, that's, like, the number one person you should not call. Like, the guy who just broke up with you. Like, of right. course, he's not going to, like, answer you or, like, be receptive to anything you I say. I know. And it's, like, even if she immediately, like, because, like, he answers and then he's, like, never call me again and then the phone dies. But, like, even if he did answer and she was able to talk and she said, like, I'm stranded on an island, there's no way he'd believe her. Yeah, he'd be, like, um, you're just trying to get my attention. Right. Goodbye. Exactly. Like, that's, like, she's so dumb. So I was, like, dang, you don't, yeah, I'm, like, you don't know your parents' phone numbers? Please. Um. <laughs> But yeah, it is weird because like we did see that Jeanette had a phone earlier that mm-hmm. got lost in the ocean. And now right. she has a second phone right. that she told no one about. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then the big reveal happens where Gretchen, supposedly the head of the Dawn of Eve, mm-hmm. is notified by one of her like workers and is like, hey, Jeanette's dead. Like, do you want to continue the experiment? And we're like, what? the experiment? Hello? What? And um, we learn that Jeanette was an operative for... Gretchen, which is why she has a second phone yes. for like Gretchen to contact her. And so they say, well, do you want to cancel it because Jeanette's dead? And then she's like, no, we have a second operative. So 
we know that one of the other girls is also connected to Gretchen somehow or like yes. is is an in operative. And so like that's like one of the big mysteries for the season is like who's an operative for Gretchen. And so I guess you can kind of since it's an experiment, you can kind of infer that like the plane crash was like orchestrated. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, they go into this like little like room that has, and then like on the walls, it's just like a bunch of cameras right. of the girls. I'm like, dang, like, where are these cameras? <laughs> like drones right. like flying over them. Yeah, oh like in the trees and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, plot twist. Right. Did you see it coming? Not really. I did. I did think that Jeanette was like really weird. So she's like a full ass adult. Like she's acting as like, that's yeah. why the pink thing is weird. I think it was like, she was like playing a character. Yeah. Cause like, well, actually like looking back at it, I was, I was like, oh, like it's kind of sad because like, I was like, oh, they made Jeanette like such a like stereotype mm. of a teen girl. I was like, I was like, oh, like I was kind of sad. Cause I was like, oh, she's like the, she's like an East Asian girl. So I was like, I was like, oh, but then I was like, why did they make her, like, so stereotypical? Like, I was mm. kind of disappointed. But then now I'm like, okay, she was, like, playing a character of a teen girl. Right. So, like, that makes sense that she was, like, so right. stereotypical. Right. And then we do see, like, later we do see flashbacks of, like, who Jeanette was. So, like, you mm. get to see, like, who the actual character is, not, like, the oh, okay. like caricature of a teenager that she was playing. So, yeah. And then, but then I was like, like, why did she die? Like, did they actually like fall out of out of a plane? <laughs> or, like... That so that's also revealed later in the oh, season. Okay. So you do get an explanation on why Jeanette died. Yeah, but I want to hear like, what are your predictions? You know, like, you know, do you think like okay? So we can start with who's end game. Like, mm. do you think any of the girls date? Well, I feel like. They were trying to do, like, show stuff with, like, Shelby, who's, like, the, she's, like, very Christian, girly, but then, mm-hmm. like, she has, like, some moments with Martha, right? But then, but then, like, Tony is the one who's, like, out, right? So, right. I don't think Martha's gay, I think. I don't know. Maybe she is. I don't know. But. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, maybe, like, Shelby and Tony. Because, you know, maybe they're, like, enemies to lovers. I don't know. Yeah. But. Okay. 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 Yeah. Who do you think is the op- the second operative? I was thinking it could be Dot. Okay. Because I was like, I was like, oh, Dot doesn't, like, she knows the other girl. She knows Shelby, but, like, she mm-hmm. doesn't, like, really know her. Right. And then she, like, knew about, like, the CPR and stuff. Mm. But, yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I mean, do you want me to say spoilers or do you want do you want to watch it? Because, like, there is a lot of reveals, so I don't, like, I don't know, you know. Okay. I don't know. Should we do, like, a little spoiler section or? Okay. Okay. Announcing yeah. now. Okay. Spoiler alert josh put in some sirens or something like i don't know okay so you are correct in that 
Tony and Shelby do date is an enemies to lovers situation. Oh. So we do get like okay. Shelby's like flashback of like, you know, she got caught kissing one of her friends and then she blamed it on her friend and it was like a whole thing. And so it's like her parents are like very homophobic. Oh, okay. So she wasn't out, but like she kind of got caught and it's like a whole thing. And she was like, no, like she kissed me. I didn't kiss her whatever. Yeah. Because like, it is a yeah. storyline that like her boyfriend like, she doesn't have sex with her boyfriend, and then her mm. boyfriend, like, cheats on her a lot. Right. And she doesn't really seem to care. She's like, whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, so that that's the, like, and then no one else is gay, so no one else really dates mm-hmm. or anything. And then the second operative is actually Nora. Oh. Um, yeah. So. Nora. Leah, I guess, like, so weird. I feel like she's the one we, like, knew least about in this episode. Yeah. She, like, doesn't talk. Right. Like, Leah gets, like, very paranoid about her at the end. Mm. Like, towards the end of the season, she's, like, Nora's weird. Like, something's going on with her. Because, like, she, it's, like, a whole thing where, like, Nora's just, like, taking notes in, like, a journal. Like, journaling. And Uh so Leah's, like, very suspicious. And everyone's, like, Leah, you're getting so paranoid. Like, stop. Like, you're going crazy. Whatever. But, obviously, she's right. The second big reveal is that on the other side of the island, there's a boys' retreat. Oh. At the same time? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. It's like Dawn of Eve. So season two is like the boys. Oh. So, like, they want to see, like, how girls respond versus boys? Yeah. I think so. Mm. And then it's... So is the Dawn of Eve like just them like running an experiment or like are they trying to like have them learn stuff like have the girls learn stuff through this? Is it like is it like like this is the program Dawn of Eve or is it totally? Yeah, it's like it's basically like they have like so they drop all the girls on the island. So basically the cake that they ate on the plane like drugged them, which is why they don't remember. Oh, what happened okay and then the reason that like Jeanette dies is because like right before they get on the plane she has like second thoughts and she like fights with one of the other people that works for Gretchen and then he pushes her and she like falls and like oh. gets injured before she even gets on the plane oh so she was so, already like, that- injured right so that's why oh, it's like I she see. died and like Gretchen's like what the fuck like why did she die I was like that's why and then basically there's like like steps so like they put them all on the island and then there's like oh like there's like different like checkpoints kind of it's like oh like on what day did they find water on what day did they find this what day did they find that because there is Mm. stuff that's like like, planted on the island kind of yeah and so they're like kind of tracking like when did they build shelter like kind of a timeline type of thing so that's like that's like uh the thing and then like it's it, it is interesting like in season two like you get the boy side and you get to see like what's diff like how they evolve differently and like the boys kind of like get split into two kind of like they're not as like the girls argue but they're always a unit like they're always right. like together and the boys are much more like is it it's like much like lord of the flies yeah kind of kind of that one, like, they also like, split i think yeah there's like more power struggles right and then yeah yeah, then the fbi agents are fake 
Oh, so they so didn't like, actually get found. They no, they didn't actually get them. found. They just got found by the Dawn of Eve people. Oh, and then they're put in these like rooms and the boys and the girls like are all separate in the rooms. And then like they're getting interviewed and all this stuff. So like they think they're like, you know, like they're like they're had a plane crash and they're explaining it. But it's like more like they're just getting information out of them for the experiment. And then Leah kind of figures that out. And so then like they all escape the place that they're in. And then they realize they're still on the island. And then, like, it got canceled. So we don't know what happens after that, which is annoying. Oh. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. yeah. So they I never, like, like ex- get off the island. <laughs> right. I was, like, forever. excited. I think we got some flash forwards of them afterwards. But, like, we never got, like, a resolution, which sucks. But, mm. yeah. I really liked it. Like, I mean, I feel like it's been too long. Well, I don't know. It got canceled last year. So, like, maybe they could have a comeback. But I don't know. Yeah. It's hard with canceled tv shows yeah also normally like streamers will pick up like cable shows but it was already on a streamer so it's like unless like hbo wanted to pick it up it's kind of like what you know something like that but yeah this is is really interesting yeah it's kind of like uh twilight zone kind of like you know like they're being watched in an experiment yeah like that that movie like the island did you ever see that no. With, um, Scarlett Johansson, I think. Mm-mm. That one is like, oh, they're like all waiting to, like all these people are on an island, like waiting to get picked. Like they want to get picked because like then they get to go off the island. Mm. But then it's like a plot twist because like they're actually all clones of like rich people. <laughs> like rich people make, cl- make clones of themselves because like if they need organs... Or something, or if they're like dying, then they can get their clone to give them an organ, right? That's so wild. like when you get picked, is when you die because like oh. you're getting picked to go harvest your organs for a rich what? person. But but they like made them clones and they gave them all their memories, so they think they're like people, real people, real people. <gasps> and then like there's like like Scarlett Johansson and like somebody else is like trying to get off the island without That's crazy. dying. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Oh. That's wild. Yeah. It's giving me those kind of vibes, you know? They're, like, just being watched on this island. Yeah. That is it for this week. If you like our podcast, please give us five stars and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram at NotAnotherTeenDrama and on TikTok at NotAnotherTeenDramaPod. And next week, we'll be watching Tiny Pretty Things. Thanks for listening. Bye.